Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. How's morale? Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. A week from today, we'll be in Las Vegas. So will the Niners and the Chiefs. Best and worst of the weekend. Your opportunity to be part of the program, dial us up. Operator Tyler, standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. Good morning, those watching on Peacock, our streaming partner, or listening on our radio stations, numbering 400 cities around America. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. And this first hour brought to you by the great folks of Las Vegas, a city where spectacle and celebration are woven into the fabric of the community. Las Vegas, where conventional is challenged and the unexpected embraced. It's not just celebrating, it's celebration with an edge. Play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all of that coming up here. And uh, we'll talk to Lewis Riddick of the Mothership, also Jason McCourty, NFL Network. He was working yesterday, the Chiefs holding off the Ravens, and the 49ers come back to beat the Lions down 24-7 at halftime. By the way, Michigan is named Sharon Moore as their head coach, replacing Jim Harbaugh. All right, Seaton, what's the poll question we're going to dive into today? You want to dive right into it, huh? Yep, might as well. Yep, all right. Uh, let's see. We might come up with a game today called Bad Decision or Good Decision, Bad Result. Okay. Okay? All right. Such as, for example, okay. Dan Campbell and the Lions repeatedly going for it on fourth down on Sunday instead of kicking a field goal. Bad Decision, Good Decision, Bad Result. Well, he knows his team. And I think you got to factor that in, that we can look at it from outside looking in and go, why are you going for it? Why are you not going for it at the end of the first half? I, I just thought if you're going to stay with what your theme is, with who you are, it's almost like Dan Campbell said, no, this is how we win. This is our mindset the entire year. Instead of factoring in sort of where you are, the personnel you were going against, and maybe momentum. There, there are a lot of things that factor into that. It's not just as simple as, hey, it's fourth and two, you go for it. I didn't understand not going for it at the end of the first half. Because if you score a touchdown there, now it's 28-7. to seven. And to me, that is huge. That felt like a dagger if they had done that. Yes, and I thought Dan Campbell would be aggressive and go, you know what? They're down, we got to knock them out. 
And he didn't. They kicked the field goal, and I'm like, okay, get points. You don't want to give them momentum. They're going to get the ball back to open up the second half. And then the other two, he knows his team. But I'm going to give credit to what the Niners did. And Greg Olson, who had a wonderful game, pointed this out. You know, they're sort of giving you something, or you think it's something, and then it's something else. And I think, you know, I'm not going to blame the Lions for going for it. I'm going to credit the 49ers with how they played it. Yeah, Seton. It's weird because Dan Campbell is sort of being criticized for both decisions. Yeah. In a way, I'm not really saying you, but I'm saying people are like, Coach, why didn't you go for the touchdown on you know in the first half? You should have instead of kicking the field goal, you should have tried to score a touchdown there and put the game away. And then later in the game, it's like, Coach, why did you go for it? You should have kicked the field goal. <laughs> I had no problem if you want to be aggressive, then be aggressive. But he wasn't aggressive at the end of the first half, but he was aggressive in the second half. And that, to me, was a little bit confusing. Yes, he... I like everything that Dan Campbell did. I think he they, they... So many times when you're watching a game, people are like, they need to do what got them here. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. He yeah. didn't go for it at the end of the first half because he said, well, it was a little further away than what we were comfortable for. So if it was week three, they wouldn't have gone for it there either. They would have kicked the field goal. Just like in the second half... Yeah, if it was week three, we would have gone for it here. This is what we do. Yeah, I'm pulling. However, <laughs> however, and I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm not even sure what I believe here. In the second half, when the Niners get the ball, they run down, and they only get a field goal, but they get a field goal. And you get the ball right downfield, and you go for it on fourth down the Lions, and they don't get it. When they were getting ready to decide, I remember thinking to myself, you know, it would be really nice to match that field goal with a field goal and make it a three-score game again. That seemed like it would calm everything down. Would you alter your decisions based off setting, momentum? Yeah. That, that's where I was. That's the only thing I thought of in the moment. Like, boy, I'd love to get a quick three here. Here's Dan Campbell on going for it twice on fourth down. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and, and not letting them play long ball. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. And I wanted to get the upper hand back. It's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just, I don't. I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. You know, we just, just didn't work out. If you want to know what pain sounds like, that's pain for an NFL head coach. And if I would have said to Lions fans when we started the season, hey, you're going to go to the conference title game, but you're going to lose. You're going to lose after having a 17-point lead. Would you say you had a good year? And I hope Lions fans take away the positive from this because it, it's set up nicely for you. Cowboys fell on their face. The Eagles were a disappointment. Tampa was one of the playoff teams. You did have to go through San Francisco eventually, but it's set up nicely for the Lions. You should have, you know, the Niners should have lost to Green Bay, and the Niners should have lost to Detroit. But they found a way, and that's what great teams do. They find a way to win. Like yesterday, Kansas City, underdog in Baltimore, number one scoring defense. You're going against the MVP. The weather is not conducive to doing anything offensively. And your defense was unbelievable. Patrick Mahomes was part of the story. That defense was unbelievable. Second best scoring defense in the NFL. And we can talk about offense every single year. 
Oh, my gosh. Passing numbers, receiving numbers. What does it come down to? Every year. Defense. Somebody's got to play it. Come up with a big stop. That's important. Legereus Sneed knocking the ball out with Zafe. Like, just these moments. And that's all it takes. It's one or two of these moments. And that's what's going to happen in the Super Bowl. There'll be one or two moments where somebody makes a play or doesn't make a play defensively. And you saw that yesterday. The uh, last team to blow a lead of 17 or more points in the conference title game was the Chiefs. They blew an 18-point game uh, lead in the uh, loss to the Bengals, the 2021 AFC title game. Brought to you by Panini America, the official trading card to the Dan Patrick Show. Zay Flowers, who I loved when they drafted him, uh, had a really good season, did not have a good day yesterday, and uh, he had the ball stripped from him as he's getting ready to go into the end zone. I'm going to give you both calls. Let me give you the Ravens call of Zay Flowers with the ball being stripped from him. Aguilar sets to the right in the slot. Chiefs show blitz pressure, they bring it. Lamar fires in the end zone. Nope, shy of the end zone. Zay Flowers dies at uh, the goal line. Ball comes loose. I'm hoping, I can't tell. For, it looked like he broke the plane. The officials converge, and they're calling a, a touchback. touchback. This will automatically be reviewed because it's now a touchback. We're taking a look at the first oh, replay. Close. It that is, is right at the line. No, he dropped it. He got it knocked out. Yeah, it wasn't close. And if he goes down to the one-yard line, it's first down there. Here is the Kansas City Chiefs call of Zay Flowers' fumble. Here's Lamar Jackson over the middle, caught by Zay Flowers, and lunges for the end zone. They're going to say the ball's out. They're going to say the ball is out in the end zone. The Chiefs think they have the ball in the end zone. No official has been given yet. They're going to say a touchback. The Chiefs recover the ball in the end zone. Zay Flowers caught the ball. And fumbles the ball Rolling into the, the end zone. The runner fumbles short of the goal line. Recovered in the end zone by Kansas, Kansas City. Has a touchback. Zay Flowers hit <laughs> short of the end zone and fumbles the ball. Okay. <laughs> oh, Yankees win. <laughs> That's courtesy of uh, the Wolf, the Chiefs radio network. Also, 98 Rock Ravens radio network. Zay Flowers after the game. Justice just said he doesn't want you to feel like you're defined by one play. What does that mean to you that your teammates are talking about that right now? Uh, you know, like I said, those are my brothers. Uh, I expect nothing different from them. So, um, you know, we all got each other backs. Yeah, they do in the offseason. But once again, you know, this is when uh, the Joker won two MVPs. And then he didn't have any postseason success. And I think that factored in on him not going back to back to back, and Joel Embiid won the MVP. Well, Joker won the NBA title. So no one will ever vote going, well, he hadn't had postseason success. Lamar Jackson might have a tough time winning MVP, even though what you do in the postseason is not supposed to impact what you do during the regular season. He did not have a good game. They did not have a good game. But Kansas City, once again, as an underdog, and they're an underdog. It started out at, I think, two, and now it's down to a point. So 
a slight underdog. But once again, here's Mahomes as an underdog. And as I said, for many, many years, felt like a couple of decades, I'd never bet against Tom Brady. I'd never bet against Patrick Mahomes. He has elevated to that status. And there aren't many people in that uh, category there. Doesn't take long to call roll, but he's there. And he did just enough. By the way, Isaiah Pacheco, he's fun to watch. Can't be fun to tackle, but he's fun to watch. He gets his money's worth every single time. Like you, you can't go, hey, you didn't seem like you gave 100%. I didn't. I gave 110. He just runs angry. So we'll come up with a poll question, but uh, that's the betting line right now. The over-under is 47.5, according to DraftKings. But the Niners, they are favored by one. Odds to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Who has the best odds to score a touchdown? Marvin, I'll start with you. CMC. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And congratulations to your 49ers, Marvin. Yeah, we. We? (laughs) The, The first half was a rough one. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was we. And Travis Kelsey, who I didn't think had a, a you know a particularly good year, and maybe is not the best tight end in football anymore, but when you need him, you got him. Eleven catches and a touchdown. Eight career playoff games with at least one hundred receiving yards. That ties anything you do that ties you with Jerry Rice, or you're in the category with Jerry Rice. That's good company. That's the most all time. So he's had six career playoff games with at least ten catches. That is double more than anybody else in history. He's special at finding that spot. You know, hey, you're going to do man, you're going to do zone, don't do zone, you'll find a spot. Like, he just sort of drifts. He floats out there, and then he stops. And then Mahomes finds him. Still, it's one of those where you go, how is he always open? But it's understanding spacing. Like, there's certain guys where you go, how does that guy get his shot off? How is he always open? Like, certain guys in certain sports, you go, how does that happen? Kelsey's one of those guys that you just go, he just seems to know how to play the game. Find the spot. Because remember, we were thinking Kyle Hamilton, they got their safety, young kid, you know, physical, big as Kelsey, going to match up with him. And all of a sudden, it's like, bloop, 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 bloop. And I'm going, somebody better tell the safety uh, Travis Kelsey's having a career game. Yes, Todd. And Kelsey kept his cool, which the Ravens on a couple of occasions did not when he got headbutted and knew not to uh, retaliate for a 15-yard penalty on that. Yeah, what, what are we doing? You know, I don't understand that. You get a taunting penalty or you you do a headbutt. Like, nobody's watching. Like, you get, you're that out of control. You're going to do that? Wow, I'm going to get back at you. You're wearing a helmet. I'm going to headbutt you. Oh, wow, that's got to hurt. Or I'm going to stand up and spin the ball over you. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, Pauline. Do you find yourself, though, in the second half of the Ravens going, they're still in this? It, it felt like it was yeah. far. No. But, but like, beyond the Flowers fumble, or which I call a punch out because he didn't drop it. He Sneed made the play. When Lamar Jackson, I think it was second and 10, they were in, in at, you know, easy field goal territory. They could have cut it to a one score game. That throw in a triple coverage was unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell just frustration, and there, and he could have run. That's one of those where you start believing what everybody keeps saying about you. I don't know. Can he stay in the pocket? Hey, can he carve you up from the pocket? I would have Lamar Jackson. Okay, if it's week three, stay in the pocket. 
this is a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Go. Whatever it takes. Hey, I don't want you to get banged up. Don't take on defenders here. It's week three, and you're playing this game you know, against Cleveland. Okay. This game? I would have just said go. Make magic. Put pressure. I didn't feel like they put pressure on Kansas City's defense. Yeah, Marv. Right, because uh, when Lamar Jackson is in week four, you say what? I need you healthy for what? The playoffs. Yes. So look, now we're in the playoffs. The game before the Super Bowl. Run. We'll take a break. When we come back, the level of pain Lions fans must be feeling today. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. They need a hug today. Might be too soon for this. You think? Might be too soon. Well, it's my job. Unbiased. And that pain... You know, but if you're the Lions, you get to feel that pain. This isn't a consolation prize, I'm sure, to you, but to feel that pain means you were close. It's like when the Cubs had, you know, the Bartman game. Like, the pain of almost. At least you're you're relevant. You're back in the picture here. Now, you don't want a history of this, like the Buffalo Bills, but we'll talk about this coming up, and your phone calls as well. Best and worst of the weekend. Right after this. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Seton, poll question for today, at least first hour, is going to be... Well, we have another uh, bad decision or good decision, bad result. Zay Flowers reaching for the goal line. Was that a bad decision or is that a good decision, bad result? It's a bad decision because you don't have to reach for the end zone. We we just had this play last week, I think. It feels like we've had this a couple of times here recently where you go... Just go to the one-yard line. It's okay, because if you go and you fumble, then it could be a touchback and you got nothing to show for it. In that situation, you have to score a touchdown, but you don't have to score a touchdown on that play. And when you put the ball out like that, then now you're really vulnerable, and you know Kansas City took advantage of that. Bill Belichick teaches his players, well, if they ever get to the end zone here in the last couple of years, what? Who's taking a shot here? To go down at the one, don't try to stretch for the pylon because you could fumble the ball and then you have nothing to show for it. Yes, Paul. Yeah, we went back and checked. It was second and eight. If Flowers goes down, it's first and goal at the one-yard yeah. line or half-yard line. Last week, it was Mecole Hardman from the Chiefs. Yeah. He reached for it. Andy Reid even talked in the press conference post-game. We teach them not to go for it there because there's too much downside. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Belichick tells his players, do not reach for the goal line or the pylon. Go down. Then live to, you know, live for another play. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. By the way, just in time for Valentine's Day, restocked with our most popular moonshine, salted caramel, also peppermint, basically chocolate in a bottle. Available now at danpatrick.com. If you were going to put the pain of the Detroit Lions today... And give it a number. Put it on a level. One to ten. If I factor in the entire season, because obviously it's a ten if we're just looking at the result. If I said the entire season, can you factor that in of what you accomplished here? That you went to the NFC title game. Almost went to the Super Bowl. Now, I don't know. It it just set up for them this year. And that's why Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach, had this to say about next season. It's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys, this may have been all in a shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. But you had a successful season. Right? Would everybody be in agreement? Did the Lions have a successful season? Seton? Extremely. All right. Todd? Yes. Paulie? I can't see that today if I'm a Lions fan. I can't see past that today. I can't be happy today. I, ca- I cannot be reasoned with and, and discuss a positive season because at halftime, I was thinking about Super Bowl flights and hotels. I, so I know what you're saying, but I don't think a Lions fan can answer. We can answer that question because we're not in the mix. So, no, not a successful season. Marv? Yes. Yeah. They're not going to see it 
feel it until after the Super Bowl. Because it's going to get worse when they watch the Super Bowl. And if the Niners would happen to win the Super Bowl, then you're going to go, oh my God, we could have won the Super Bowl. Yes, he. It's like the worst thing that happened to Lions fans was beating the Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, got to play. Okay, no, look, hey, next year though, right. we're gonna we're gonna be good. As soon as you you win in the divisional round, it's like, hey, you know, this could happen. Yeah, we're one game away. To we're, we're one game away. We're one game away. Okay, if you could have said this to, could happen. If you could say to Falcons fans, you're gonna lose the previous week in the NFC title game. You don't even get to the Super Bowl to lose when you're up 28-3. to Would Falcons fans go, yeah, I'll take that. We'll take the loss in the NFC title game and uh, not the embarrassment. That- 100% they would <laughs> yeah, But I'm not sure if it's about getting there. It's about having the lead. That's what well, that's both what did. The the Falcons were up twenty eight to three. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. So, that's worse than being up seventeen on the Niners in San Francisco. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But I'm just saying, say if the <laughs> say if the Lions lost to the 49ers 31-13. Yeah. And it was just a blowout from the start. You know what? Great season. Yes. We got there. But yeah. we're up twenty four seven. I know. I know. And the Falcons were up twenty eight three. Damn. The Falcons were winning the Super Bowl. The Lions were going to get to the Super Bowl. Yes, Eden. Because, see, this is the problem with losing a game like that, is it took about 3.5 seconds for the Internet to be like, hey, Lions fans, how long are you guys going to be thinking about this loss? 24-7. Oh! Oh, no. Like, dude, that's going to follow you. Oh, yeah, 24. Oh! That is so that's the new. that's the new 28-3. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 24-7. Ouch. <laughs> the internet undefeated. Undefeated. Yes, Marv. And as a sports fan, no like no matter what, it's going to be one of those, Ray, in 30 years. Man, remember in 24? I mean, 24. Remember in 24, we were up 24-7? Oh, and you're going to think about it and just get upset all over again. Even if they win another, even if the Lions win a Super Bowl, you're still going to think about this. Yeah, Marvin is uh, mentioning Ray, who works in the back. He works in our game. Yeah, sorry, Ray. Yeah, Ray, diehard. He's uh, kind of a a Jared Goff. He looks like he could be Jared Goff's brother. And uh, picture day, Ray had a bad day. In in fact, I saw him in the hallway. I said, if you would have called in sick today, I would have had no problem with that. Little guy, he's a little little bit bummed out today. Yes, Paul. And this this loss by the Lions, as much as you want to be chipper about it and say, well, we have a good squad, we got a lot of players on the contract, blah, 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 it could get worse. If you go back to the 03 Cubs missing out in the World Series, the 03 Cubs, that was a painful loss. But I remember telling ourselves, and Chicago told ourselves, we got Kerry Wood, we got Mark Pryor, we're going to be fine going forward. Yes, painful loss, but we're fine. They didn't make the playoffs next year. It took them 12 more years to win a playoff game. That's pain. After blowing the 17-point lead at halftime, you can, you know, question the aggressiveness of Dan Campbell, right? Uh, but there's a lot of other blame. You know, Josh Reynolds dropped two passes. Uh, Kendall Veldor had an interception, went off his helmet. And Brandon Ayuk caught the uh, ricochet there. Jameer Gibbs lost a fumble in Lions territory. Jamison Williams, that's a touchdown right there. They let Brock Purdy look like Lamar Jackson running the football. Dan Campbell will take the loss. He's going to wear the L, but this was a team effort in uh, in losing that game. Doug in North Carolina leads us off. Best and worst of the weekend. Good morning, Doug. What's on your mind? 
Dan, I've been, uh, I love you. I've been listening to you guys for three or four years, and, and, and you've added a lot to my life. But never before today have I wanted to reach into my laptop and just strangle you. Okay. I just, you couldn't be more. Let me put, I'm, I grew up in Detroit. I'm a Lions fan. The only way to explain what happened is the only thing I can think of that is even close to a, an equivalent to this is Isaiah inbounding the ball to Larry Bird. Okay. It's that bad. We had the game won, and and Paulie is a hundred percent correct. If you kick a field goal uh, in the third quarter, an uh, exchange field goal for field goal, you win this game. And what I really am disgusted by is I think what we have, and I love Dan Campbell, but I think he bought into his own branding as opposed to the the team. He said he doesn't want the them to bleed the clock. Well, you're up by seventeen. Let them bleed the clock. He bought into his own brand that I'm gambling Dan so I've got to go for it on fourth you know, kick the field goal kick the field goal you had the game in your hands just like Isaiah and you just you gave it away I, I'm, I'm, I'm just disgusted by I went into it thinking there's no way I could be uh, upset and then to lose like that when we had the game in my hand it just breaks my heart well, why do you want to strangle me Oh, because the thing, if I would have said to the Lions fans, you know, at the beginning of the season, and I'm being facetious, I don't really want to strangle you, but if I would have told you at the beginning of the season that you would have gotten there and, yeah, no, no, but the the thing is that we won. I was prepared to lose last night, but I was not prepared to lose after we had the game in our hands. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I mean, you know, the expectation level was ratcheted through the roof here, and you had the game. I get it. I think sometimes, though, we, as a fan base, it's it's like teams that get to the Super Bowl and they lose the Super Bowl, we would label them as having a bad year. Or, oh, my God, you lost the Super Bowl. You got to the Super Bowl. You know, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. They lost in dramatic fashion. They had a great year. But sometimes the fan bases in different cities don't see it that way. And I get the Falcons can't be satisfied a couple of years ago making the Super Bowl because of the way they lost. And I understand the Lions, but the Lions were on the road, and they were up 17. Yes, they did lose. They lost, and there were a lot of people who factored into that. But maybe after the Super Bowl, you'll go, gosh, we're relevant. We played well. We went toe-to-toe. And we had already beaten Kansas City to start the season. The fact that the NFL put you in that game against Kansas City to start the season should tell you what the expectation level was for your team. It's not a fluke. It wasn't a fluke. Were there coaching decisions made that, you know, during the course of the regular season, you probably would have been all in on it. But in these moments where you pucker a little bit here and they didn't make plays. Yes, Eden. At the start of the second half, the commentary was, the Lions can't try to sit on this lead. They need to keep their foot on the gas. They need to keep doing what they do. And that's what they did, and it didn't work. Sometimes that happens. Uh, Jennifer in Michigan. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning, Dan and Danettes. Um, my worst, of course, is the Lions losing. I've been a fan since 92. The, 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 those drops and Dan Campbell not doing what he should have done instead of what he was doing to get them there. Uh, but hope, hopefully they'll do good ne- next year and at least win a playoff game. It, I, I was hoping they'd make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> they should not have lost that lead. But it was on all of them, not just Dan Campbell. Yeah, I agree, Jennifer. It's tough. Tough. 
sometimes, you know, you'd rather lose where it's not even close. Where you you lose 31-13. You're like, all right, you got there. You're leading by 17. It's up. You're up 24-7. It's not losing. It's that you, were, you should have won. Yeah, I know. That's the killer. Yeah. You should have won. I mean, there were some big drops there. Yeah. Jared Goff overthrew some dudes in big moments. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think Detroit played particularly well, but they were up 24-7. Chris in Cincinnati. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind? Hi. Uh, 510 resting heart rate of 50. Hmm. Uh, my best of the weekend as a Steelers fan living in Cincinnati watching the Ravens lose, <laughs> while at the same time watching Bengal fans lose their mind that the Chiefs won. My worst of the weekend, I had a friend of mine who uh, is recovering from open-heart surgery. He's a huge Lions fan. We went and watched the first half with him. Uh, He's bouncing back, looking great. Visiting hours were finished. Right around halftime, we left. And there's a good chance he's dead right now. So Wait a minute. You're joking, right? I'm not sure. I haven't confirmed Okay, well, how about you confirm that? Get back to us on that. Okay, I'll 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 keep you posted. We don't want somebody literally dying you know, we always say oh man i'm dying you know watching the lions guy had open heart surgery there buddha in san francisco hi buddha yeah let's go Marvin. <laughs> let's go baby Woo! all this all this let's 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 get this let's get this energy up, guys. I mean, come on, man. I mean, Dan, I don't want to shrug, I don't want to strangle you, but I do want to point out Brock Purdy scrambled and game managed his ass off the past <laughs> two games, Dan. That term just throws sports shows into history. Oh, it does. It's it so does. annoying. It it's, does. It's... it's it's so bad, Dan. I mean, <laughs> and uh, obviously, Dan, worst. That was the best of the weekend. Worst of the weekend, DP. Trying to pick which rematch I wanted. Like, we've lost to both the Ravens and the Chiefs recently in the Super Bowl. But, like, also, Lamar, I mean, he has to go Michael Vick on the Chiefs. Like, what was he thinking? Like, do what you do best and get to the Super Bowl. Like, the whole game plan was not good. Thank you, Buddha. Congratulations on your Niners. Yeah, as the architect of the uh, phrase game manager, it just seems like whenever somebody brings it, even Alex Smith over the weekend, he goes as like the, the, the godfather of game managers. Like he's still upset that I labeled him a game manager and that Brock Purdy is a game manager. If I call Tom Brady a game manager, is that a compliment? Because it should be. He's the greatest game manager in NFL history. Brock Purdy managed the game. So did Patrick Mahomes. That's why they won. They managed the game. They did what they were supposed to do. Don't have turnovers. Make a play. That's what they did. This game manager. Oh, my God, you're saying he doesn't have talent. Okay? Tom Brady's talent is what? Managing a game. And it's the difference between a pitcher and a thrower. A pitcher outsmarts you, figures things out. A pitcher is different than a thrower. A thrower is just trying to throw it by you. That's all. Game manager is somebody who, like Brett Favre wasn't a game manager. He just wasn't. He's fascinating to watch, but he would not manage the game. He would throw into triple coverage sometimes. 
You take what they give, sometimes you push back on what they're giving. Yes, Tom. I think part of it is the connotation with the word manager because it sounds like they managed to win the game even though he's not a great quarterback. They managed to pull it out. You can't use it as a negative if I'm saying it as a positive by pointing out Tom Brady. Tom Brady manages a game. Yeah, Paul. So it's kind of like meatloaf. It, meatloaf tastes good, but meatloaf has a negative <laughs> connotation. Game manager is meatloaf. How about if we change the phrase to game captain? That sounds like you're game, the captain. You're, you're the running things. You're in charge. You're delegating. He's such a game captain. Do you think if guy. we said if meatloaf had a different name that we would like it more? Yeah, we said a few years ago meat mountain would be more <laughs> something you aspire to conquer. Like, Game Captain is That positive. was my nickname in high school. That was. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, we got our uh, <laughs> Solve that problem. Play of the day coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is the play. of the day. Check this out. Ayuk and Debo are stacked left. Kittle and Jennings right. McCaffrey runs around. Purdy pressured. Purdy throws. Caught by Brandon Ayuk. Touchdown! San Francisco. Ayuk. Ayuk. Ayuk is on fire! Alrighty, KNBR, the Niners Radio Network with the call. Brock Purdy is the third Mr. Irrelevant to make the Super Bowl, the first as a quarterback. 
Maybe we'll do a little research on the other two Mr. Relevance who played in the Super Bowl there. A quiz. Play of the day brought to you by TireRack.com, the official tire expert and retailer of the Dan Patrick Show. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan and try the tire decision guide. You get a full lineup of uh, Bridgestone tires there, special offers, free road hazard protection, mobile tire installation. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Early poll results, Seton. Yeah, Dad, we got up there. It's kind of the topic of the day. Should Dan Campbell have gone for it mm. on those uh, fourth down plays? Was those, were those good decisions or bad? Uh, sorry, was that a bad decision or a good decision, bad result? Right now, bad decision, running away with it. Yeah. I don't think that that's true, though. No, I, uh, I don't I, think that's right. You know, if if that's the way you have been all season long, which they go for it you know, like 31% of the time, I think the numbers are, uh, I just was surprised at the end of the first half they didn't go for it, and then they did go for it in the second half a couple of times. Yes, Eden. This is a day of, like, this is one of the biggest, not overreaction days, but everybody, it's like the Lions all season long are going for it in these moments, and it's like, this is what got them here. This is what you get. No, don't go for it. What are you doing? <laughs> Lamar Jackson is like, God, the guy needs to stop running so damn much. That's what we hear all season. Stop running so much. Why are you running the ball? What are you, crazy? You need to run the ball. It's it, People are just kind of, it is so overreaction to what happened last night that no matter what, if, Le- if Lamar Jackson ran the ball a ton last night and they lost, he'd be like, see, this is why he's got to stop running so much. <laughs> yes, Paulie. It- it's such a weird thing because you wish you could almost pause the TV right before the Lions decide. Say, all right, let's take a worldwide vote. What should they do here? Real yeah. quick, get your get in now before the results in, but you can't do it. And as soon as the results in, because what would we be talking about today if they converted both those fourth downs and they cruise to a nice victory? Be like, man, you got to love Dan Campbell. Aggressive. He knows his team. He's here to win. Uh, I love it. Instead, we're going, what was he thinking? Well, this is what he was thinking all year long. Now, you can say you got to take it moment by moment or game by game or quarter by quarter. Like, I understand all of that. But this is who he is. It, I, I did feel like he was sort of fighting himself on the sidelines when he was going to make these calls. Like, he was like, <sighs> All right, kick the field goal. Like, he didn't want to. And then, you know, so I, I think he was fighting the er, – he was fighting Dan Campbell. Yeah, Paul. Do you remember the play right at, towards the end of the game where the Chiefs needed to get a first down to put it away, right? And they threw a long pass to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He mm-hmm. catches it. Unbelievable play. If that play doesn't work out, we're going, what the hell is Patrick Mahomes thinking? What an awful play call. This guy has let you down almost every game of the season, except for last week. But he's let you down more than he's bailed you out. And you throw a bomb to him when all you need is Isaiah Pacheco to get four or five yards and run the clock. Because he caught it, no criticism. Brad in North Carolina. Hi, Brad. What's on your mind? Hey, BP. Uh, I got my best and worst of the weekend. And then, quick question for you. Uh, worst of the weekend is obvious. The, the Lions blowing the 17 point lead. My best of the weekend is my Tar Heels. Uh, they've won 10 straight. They've won nine uh, straight ACC games. And RJ Davis is playing out of his mind. He dropped 36 Monday night and 24 on Saturday in a road win uh, at Florida State. And then my question, and this might be a question for Fritzy, but uh, 
What's what's y'all's relationship like with the SID at UNC, uh, Steve Kirshner? Because as best I can remember, I don't think you guys have ever had Hubert Davis on the show uh, since he was named head coach. I, uh, I think we had him on when he was named head coach. But, um, I, I mean, is there a real need for Hubert Davis now? We weren't going to have him on last year. Yeah, Paul. North Carolina has always been good with us. We've had uh, we had Roy Williams on yearly yeah. with their SID department. Always got along well with them, Duke. Uh, if we call for Hubert Davis, he would be on in a week. Yeah. But it's there's no call for I mean, you know, is anybody talking about North Carolina basketball? Maybe in March, but not now. So it's not a relationship thing. I don't think they have anything against us. We've, you know, been good when Roy Williams was there. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, relax. It's not Dan Hurley. <laughs> Go ahead, DP. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, should we have Dan Hurley on, too? In March, when we're starting okay. to repeat? Go ahead. Okay. All right. I like that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like that these basketball fans are like, hey, it's the end of January. You should be having our coach on. No, I'm not going to. How about in a month? Then I will. John in North Carolina. Hi, John. How's Hubert Davis? <laughs> well, I am a Carolina fan, but I'll, I'll go with football as being the worst for the weekend. However, best of the weekend was my VCU Rams. They have an 11-game yeah. win streak. Let's get so. their coach on. No, nah, let's not. Okay. Let's not. Okay. Let's just let them play in obscurity <laughs> for now, and I'll be happy as long as they win. All right. Um, I wanted to say about the game manager uh, part. Um, I'm a Washington football fan, or at least I grew up one. I'm not one anymore because I don't recognize the name. But um, all three of their quarterbacks could be considered maybe not Theismann, but definitely Rippon and, and, and Doug Williams. They were game managers. And every game manager, hey, they've won Super Bowl rings. I, it's just you know, people who are looking at the, the term now. Whereas if I would have said you're a game manager in the 70s, you'd be like, thank you. Bart Starr was a game manager with the Green Bay Packers. He's a Hall of Famer. Like You had guys who... Whatever you, Johnny Unitas, like these were game managers. It's not a negative, but people get caught up in, oh, manager. As Paulie said, if you said, hey, you're the game captain, then it'd be like, yeah, okay. But when you throw in that I think Tom Brady was a game manager, then all of a sudden that diffuses the argument because it's not meant as a negative. Hour two on the way. Lewis Riddick from the Mothership will stop by. More of your phone calls. Update the poll results. Gang's all here, including Fritzy. Also, Seton, Marv, Paulie, yours truly. Dan Patrick Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.